Hey everyone, technically you're getting two days in history today because we're running two episodes from the History Vault. Hope you enjoy. What's up everyone? Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. The day was May 17, 1875. The Kentucky Derby, a popular horse race held annually in Louisville, Kentucky, had its big debut. More than a century after its creation, the Kentucky Derby draws crowds of hundreds of thousands of people and offers $3 million in prize money. Though it's not clear exactly where horse racing originated, it is clear that it has been around for thousands of years. Even though horses were extinct for a while in the Americas, Europeans reintroduced them on the continent in the 15th century. Thoroughbreds are a breed of horse bred specifically for racing and jumping that can be traced back to horses that were imported to England in the 17th and 18th centuries. Since then, the English thoroughbred has been introduced to countries around the world for racing or improving other breeds. The introduction of thoroughbreds led to the creation of thoroughbred-only races. In 1780, the first running of the Derby at Epsom Downs in Surrey, England took place. A Derby is usually restricted to three-year-old thoroughbreds. The Derby was named after Edward Stanley, the 12th Earl of Derby. And the Kentucky Derby, in turn, was named after the Epsom Derby. While Meriwether Lewis Clark, explorer William Clark's grandson, was in England in 1872, he attended the Derby and hung out with the French Jockey Club, which had developed a different horse race. By this time, the Derby was a huge social gathering where people of the aristocracy and working class alike spent time gambling, playing games, and essentially partying. When Clark went back to the U.S., he was set on creating a horse race of his own. Clark's family home was in Louisville, Kentucky, Horse breeding and horse racing were already part of the city and country's culture, and racetracks were popping up. Clark's uncles, John and Henry Churchill, gave him land to build a racetrack, and Clark solicited subscription memberships to get money to build a stable, a clubhouse, a grandstand, and the Porter's Lodge. The land became known as Churchill Downs, and the local race fans who raised money to build the racetrack became the Louisville Jockey Club. On May 17, 1875, the Louisville Jockey Club and Driving Park hosted its first Kentucky Derby. About 10,000 people attended that first Kentucky Derby. They watched 15 three-year-old thoroughbreds run a mile and a half. Oliver Lewis and his horse, a chestnut thoroughbred named Aristides, won the race in a little more than two minutes and 37 seconds. Lewis got $2,850 in prize money, though he did not race in the Kentucky Derby again and moved on to work in training and bookmaking. Lewis, along with 12 other jockeys and many of the trainers at the 1875 Kentucky Derby were black. There was a kind of class division in the Kentucky Derby setup. The grandstand and clubhouse were pretty uppity and had a dress code, while the infield was less subject to upper-class scrutiny. Also, the betting stand was deemed an inappropriate place for women. Still, the event attracted a lot of people who were into horse races and others who came for the camaraderie. But as the century was coming to a close, the Kentucky Derby was not doing so well financially. So the Louisville Jockey Club got new owners and the track and race were revamped. 
Clark died in 1899. Over the next decades, the Kentucky Derby's facilities and image were updated. For a while, women had separate seating in the grandstand away from the betting stand. Overall, the Kentucky Derby was and still is a very male-dominated event. Also, the increasing popularity of the black jockeys led them to systemically being pushed out of the Kentucky Derby. In addition to this, the Kentucky Derby has faced criticism over the treatment of animals involved. A number of traditions have become part of the Kentucky Derby experience, like the mint julep and the awarding of roses to the winner. The Kentucky Derby is the first leg of the United States Triple Crown, the title given to horses who win the Kentucky Derby, Preakness Stakes, and Belmont Stakes. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to learn more about the Kentucky Derby, listen to the episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class titled The Kentucky Derby's First 50 Years. Also, I would like to note that Derby is pronounced Derby in the United States, but in Britain is pronounced Darby. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you come back tomorrow for more delicious morsels of history. Hello, everyone. I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a podcast that rips out a page from the book of history every day. The day was May 17, 1954. Groundwork began on the CERN site at Mehran in Geneva, Switzerland. CERN, whose full name is the European Organization for Nuclear Research, operates the largest particle physics lab in the world. In 1949, at the European Cultural Conference in Lausanne, Switzerland, physicist Louis de Broglie proposed setting up a new European lab to keep physicists from leaving Europe for North America. The next year, at the UNESCO General Conference in Florence, American physicist Isidore Rabi called for UNESCO to create an organization of regional research centers and labs to increase the international collaboration of scientists. He said the following, The purpose we have in mind is to get the most vigorous competition of our fellow scientists in Europe and elsewhere in the world in creative work on behalf of peace. After all, science had its birth in Europe, and there are many men of the greatest ability in Europe who are being prevented from fulfilling their parts in the great European scientific tradition only because of lack of the instruments so necessary in modern research. We want to preserve the International Fellowship of Science to keep the light of science burning brightly in Western Europe. He went on to say that setting up the centers would be one of the best ways to save Western civilization. Notwithstanding Robbie's exaggerated claims, the resolution on the creation of a European Council for Nuclear Research was adopted at an intergovernmental meeting of UNESCO in Paris in 1951. Eleven countries soon signed an agreement establishing the Provisional Council CERN, which was an acronym for the European Council for Nuclear Research in French. The first meeting of the CERN Council took place in May of 1952, at its third session, the Council selected Geneva as the site for the CERN lab. On May 17, 1954, work began on the CERN site at Mehran in Geneva. 
And on September 29th, after France and Germany became the last of the founding member states to ratify the CERN Convention, the Provisional Council was dissolved and the European Organization for Nuclear Research was born, but it still kept the acronym CERN. The 12 member states that signed the CERN Convention were Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, Greece, Italy, the Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, the UK, and Yugoslavia. Since then, Yugoslavia has left and other countries have joined. The convention outlined the way that member states would contribute to CERN's budget and laid out some details of its early organization. The first session of the permanent CERN Council took place in October of 1954 in Geneva. By November, CERN already had 180 employees. In June of 1955, Felix Bloch, the director general of CERN, laid the first foundation stone on the lab site. In 1957, CERN's first accelerator, the synchrocyclotron, began operation. It provided beams for CERN's first experiments in particle and nuclear physics. An accelerator is a machine that propels charged particles, like protons or electrons, at extremely high speeds. CERN has been home to many important experiments and discoveries, like those of the W and Z bosons. CERN also played a role in the introduction of the World Wide Web and is home to the Large Hadron Collider, the largest and most powerful particle accelerator in the world. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions for future shows, you can send them to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. And if you want to hit us up on social media, we're at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.